0: This is certainly not investment advice. If there's a banking crisis, buy technology stocks. If there's a war in Ukraine, buy technology stocks. Maybe even if China attacks Taiwan, buy tech stocks. Let's talk about the Apple report, another mega cap. Tech, not a super great report, but the price action's good. DraftKings, hmm, Derby time, a lot of people making some wagering. Lift, not getting a lift. We've got a lot of earnings to cover. We got Ryan Dietrich at 835. He's gonna bring us the stats. It's derby weekend, folks. Let's get fired up. I got my American Pharaoh shirt on. This is pre-market prep on a Friday. Let's get it started. All right. Good morning, traders and investors. I'm in a good mood today. We're looking at an up market for now. We're up 29 and three quarters handles at 4105.50. Buyers just kept coming in yesterday. Every time we got to that 40, 40, 70 area around last week's low, they just came in with a vengeance. And here we are back over 4100. Hard to find resistance uh, today. We'll see what happens with the jobs report. Uh, the buck is down only 8 cents at 101.10. Bonds are down mm, 3 quarters of a point, 131 and 14.30 seconds. Uh, crude back in the 70 handle up, a buck 92 at 70.48. Uh, gold giving back a little bit of yesterday's gains, down 11.10 at 20.44.60. Silver down 9.7 cents, but still. In the 26 handle and Bitcoin up $345 at $29,370. Uh, Triple D, uh, you know, kind of a rough start yesterday. Did you get um, out of the right side of the bed this morning?
2: Ed, but trying here. And yes, Chad, the Oilers have something to do with the mood for sure. I mean, Joel, you know how this is. Your team loses and you're just like, it starts the day off so badly and you know you it's it's struggled you've struggled with this for years too and I don't understand like my wife asks, why does it bother you that much? you don't know any of these people you don't have any you know relationships you've never even met most of these people. I mean why do you care so much? And I was like, I can't really answer. I don't know why I just do I mean I've shared for this team since I was five oh, years Panthers. old I just do. See, and I'm not a Leafs fan, so I don't care about the Panthers. And, you know, Dougie Sifu, we'll give him a shout-out. But, you know, his Panthers are doing pretty good. But So I'm I'm an Oilers fan. So that's why I definitely was ticked off that they lost the first game in Vegas. They don't play till Saturday, so I'm starting to feel a little numb to it. But you're right. The sports impact your mood, man. (laughs) Doesn't it with you too, Joel? Like when Michigan loses, isn't it just like ruin? Like it ruins weeks for you sometimes, doesn't it?
0: Um well I've matured over the years. (laughs) Oh yeah, yeah, no, no, seriously. No, it's (laughs) not a lie. If Lisa was here, uh when we were when we first met and we we were uh dating and even when we were married, she would never make plans on a Saturday of a Michigan football game. Because if in fact we lost, I was just a miserable person to be around. So she would spare people, okay? And then came the, uh, the uh, Rich Rod and the Brady Hoke uh, era, and that just kind of numbed me, you know? It just kind of numbed me, and then after that big losing streak, and then I was just like, the only thing I wanted to do was beat Ohio State before I died, right? And, and we, beat, we beat Ohio State twice in a row in, in that. So I, I'm, I still got my season football. I still got my season basketball. I'm still, you know, still tied to it. With my daughter being a fourth generation, but I, I just like I can't I've grown up, Dennis. I I, I really <laughs> I I I'm you know, I'm getting to be the age the where hard to y- yeah. Uh I mean, I'll still, you know, slam a table or you know <laughs> get on. She'll still get physically
2: and... violent when his team loses. No, 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 he's no, matured no. To a Mentally he's not he's not breaking stuff, just physically That's yeah, okay, guys, yeah. you know.
1: You know, yeah. all right. Well, I'll pull. I'll do you break stuff when team? your team
2: loses, Mitch? And that when the Dolphins lose, do you break stuff and throw things around?
1: No, because I usually hedged my bet and I bet on the other team
2: at some that's,
0: point. That's not a bad idea. Let's I wish go. I could do that. I wish I could
2: do Should we go? To, that's a great segue to DraftKings too. Here, like this guy is like smooth. Let's He's so it. smooth. He's like, how can I bring this back in? I'm going to hedge my bet, and now I'm going to bring it over to (laughs) (laughs) draft. Got
1: to. Monty Mitch
2: with the segue of the year. DKNG, talk to me. Let's
1: take a look. EPS 87 cent loss beat the 88 cent loss estimate. Sales of 769.65 million beat the 704.13 uh, million estimate. They did raise fiscal year revenue guidance uh, to a high end of three dollars, uh, 3.05 billion. To now a high end of 3.235 billion. The important part, I think, is definitely seeing their EBITDA guidance now going further and closer, closer to EBITDA positive. Um, They they lowered it down now towards only 290 uh, million uh, in the red, but they are pointing that they're they're leading towards profitability and that that's kind of their focus right now. I think it's going to take a while for them to get there, but as you guys can see. They're getting a little bit of a lift and
2: getting the love again. The technicals look good here, though. Uh It's turned around. It's stabilized. It's had a really good year breaking out here again. Again, I don't like buying, you know, the breakouts here, Uh, but you know, on a pullback here. This $20 level is now massive support because this was resistance back in July of 2022. Earlier this year, we kind of stumbled there. Now we're back up and through it and holding it well. Now you get the good report here, Joel. I think I can talk a You bit. know
0: what? This chart's looked good for a while. And you know who's probably uh, Rochambeau and Sean Udall? He's been bullish this stock for a long, Shout long time. Yeah, he's really like this one. I'm looking. I mean, it's a big move, and it ran into the report. You know, these things keep going just like Shopify so i don't want to you know say hey that uh 24 and a quarter is gonna be the high of the day because it looks like your bid right up there but i'll go down to the monthly charts and you're making a new monthly high right uh so i don't know 25 bucks maybe a nice round number your next yeah. monthly high comes in there's a pair of monthly highs between twenty four seventy three and 2501 so that'd be another target i don't know about today uh but before we go away from this um I want to, I'm going to do my derby pick on the closing print. And if there's any, is there any um, horse fans out there? Nick, Nick Malucci. I know you're a horse fan. If there is a horse fan that wants to join me on the closing print, then send me an email, Joel at premarketprep.com. And we'll do a a little 10 minute segment because my pick is kind of boring. Uh, but uh, I'll be doing that on the segment. Who, uh, who's the not, favorite? The favorite is Forte.
2: And is this Forte? Does this horse have any chance of a triple crown or anything? Dennis, like that? Dennis,
1: you have to make it to the closing print yeah, to get Dennis, the good I mean, stuff. Come I'm on, right, man! You I know this. Talking it. You know but this, don't, man. Don't Come don't you on! Wasn't listening it.
2: again. Can't tease yeah. it and then
1: give the good the stuff. The Horse
2: talk, stocks starts, and then my eyes start to uh, go a little sleepy here. I'm <laughs> not a huge fan of the horses. I try All to respect right. it. Kentucky Derby's always fun, though. Yeah, you can't come can't beat on, that man. 90 seconds, right? It's most, most exciting two minutes in sports. <laughs> oh, it's two minutes. That's 90 seconds. I don't even know. Of course.
1: <laughs> and and I'm sure there's going to be some betting going on this weekend. Dun, 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 dun. What
0: time? Is 6, like 6.15? What time? No, man. They're making it late. They're making it, like, 6.55. 6.55? Six 55. I know. I Nighttime. Know. Nighttime. Race. Yeah, all right. All that right means, well, uh, that means you, you do
1: a little, you know, tailgating Nick, in the morning. Nick
0: Bellucci says he has stage fright. So if there's any any horse lovers out there, then uh send me an email, Joel at premarketprep.com and we'll get you on for a few minutes. Uh tail of you know, Penn. I just want to mention Penn here. Yeah, uh, King oh versus Penn, Penn. Franz yep. knows it. Yep. Bad news yesterday. I don't know what to say. Your pair of traders probably got, mm, either they got had a really good or really bad day. And then just, just mentioned Churchill downs here, man. That stock's been firing on all cylinders up 40% for the year. Uh, big earnings beat. They own a lot of tracks, a lot of casinos. So uh, there you go. I don't know what, uh, I'm sure Benzinga has uh, some, uh, some, some, um, uh stocks related to the derby but
2: uh looking forward to it looking forward to the kentucky derby but it's always uh, fun it's always yeah. fun like you said it's only two minutes so i can stomach horses for two minutes
1: just be smart man get all the free money you can that's what i always talk about with these sports betting so this is, a, is this
2: a big like weekend for draft free kings money then NHL. yeah Playoffs, oh, yeah. The oh yeah it'll be is free draft money kings a
0: derby stock I, yeah, definitely. People, yeah, you can, uh, you can wager on that. I mean, there's, um, uh, I mean, there's a lot of different sites that, that you can do yeah. uh, horse wagering, but uh, I don't know, the sports making, uh, it seems to be making a little bit of a comeback, uh, you know, now with the online gambling, but hey, we can't go 11 minutes into the show and not talk about Apple.
1: Oh course, but well, right, what we it. did is we let everybody come in because you know how they kind of leak in in the morning. Well, guess yeah. what? We saved it for you guys out there. Let's get to Apple's earnings here. Q2 EPS at a dollar fifty-two, beat the dollar forty-three estimate. Sales of ninety-four point eight billion, beat ninety-two point nine six billion estimate. Now let's talk about the different segments. iPhone revenue came in at fifty-one point three three billion versus forty-eight point eight four billion expected. Mac. Revenue revenue though at 7.17 billion versus 7.8 billion expected. iPad revenue also down 6.67 billion versus 6.69 billion and then when you look at their service revenue 20.91 billion versus 20.97 billion expected. So they only really beat on the iPhone revenue. Um, And that was a stronger than anticipated iPhone sales, yet overall sales falling for the second quarter now. And then if you look a little deeper, also in the earnings, Apple's finance chief, uh, Luca Maestri, said that the company is facing macroeconomic challenges in digital advertising and mobile gaming, which is part of Apple's services plan. Um, Of course, keep an eye on it. We'll see what happens. iPhone revenue increased 2%. Mac sales were off 31%. But then, of course, announcing a $90 billion new stock buyback won't hurt.
2: Financial engineering, Joel, always works. Yeah. Although it, with Chevron. The, it didn't. the
1: report wasn't that great. Let's just be honest. It wasn't that great. It wasn't great.
2: that great in the call, too. And Gene Munster, a buddy, obviously of this show friend for a long time, listened to the call, and he said that, the, that he didn't like what they were saying on the guidance. So I didn't listen to the call. I was trading banks, trading other things. But I mean, Gene Munster says he didn't think the call was that great. The guidance is that great. That kind of spooks me too. But you know, regardless, stocks trading higher buyback here algos are all over apple because they don't want to sell the s&p off so if you sell off apple you got to sell off the s&p so stock continues to hold up well
0: Uh, I think there's two things that are contributing to the up move here is because you had the kind of had the street leaning the wrong way yesterday, right? Qualcomm comes out and says, Oh boy, uh, yeah, we lost, uh, we didn't have a good quarter because of lower iPhone sales. So what do people automatically think? Oh my God, it's Apple. We got to sell Apple. So Apple was down yesterday. Um, Also, and I just caught it out of the corner of my eye Goldman Sachs came out with some bearish. bearish call um, on iPhone projections I don't know if that came to fruition or not uh but man this is just a you know just a strong it seems like they almost never miss uh for right now um you know you did get a, a bit uh, uh over seventy one forty seven. but I think my focus right now is right where we're trading we're up 409. And what do you got? You got three highs in the same area right here, 170, 50, sure. 170, 60. So respect that is resistance. I don't think this is probably came anywhere near the straddle price or I don't know where they had price. It wasn't on
2: high. We looked at it. It wasn't as high as you would think. Like, I, I don't think I think it was less than more than four bucks. But let's go back okay. here just for fun. Let's see how well they did. Yeah, I think it we know our buddy CC looks at this all the time, and we did the lesson on it the other day. So let's just look where Apple was. Somebody might in the chat might have it before I grab it, because for whatever reason, my software is not opening here. Hello. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to tell you something. I've been an Intel fan for a long time. I have bought Intel processors. You know, I've got But I'll tell you, this new computer I got, it's not any faster than my older one. I'm going to go to AMD or NVIDIA. I'm switching next time. So a- Intel... You've lost me. I've been a 20-year customer of you here. And this computer is slow sometimes. And I'm like, I don't know what the hell's going on here. It should how do you, be- know it's, how you
0: know it's not your internet?
2: No, the internet's because the internet's fast. The internet's always fast. I never have any lags or anything. I'm on, you know, the internet is quick. It's not the internet. Because I go on even on my cell phone, it's fast, fast, fast. It's this computer. It's this new yeah. computer. It's brand new. I bought it because my other computer was a little bit slow. Sometimes it's really zippy. And other times it's just not. So you know what? Intel, I don't know what they're doing, but it's whatever they're doing, they're doing it wrong. Six dollars and eighty cents. Six six dollars and eighty cents was the straddles. So definitely straddle riders losing here once again.
1: All right, we'll or see. Or straddle what happens. buyers, get- sorry,
2: straddle straddle writer's making money.
1: We'll see what happens with Apple. Of course, uh, we did get some regional bank talk. Let's maybe go to that really quickly before uh, we get off of that. Let's take a look at um, the question now that I had to ask you guys. Will the FDC? FDIC saved the regional banks as we're getting a report, of course, by Bloomberg uh, that the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation may exempt smaller banks with assets below $10 billion from contributing to its deposit insurance fund. Some lenders with $50 billion in assets could spread out the payments over two years while the bulk of the bill would be footed by bigger lenders, the report said. Um, This, of course, is a stance towards smaller uh, lenders that could raise hope that the government will handhold the regional banks if the situation warrants. So what do you guys think? Do they step in and just save the banks here?
2: Wow, they've already been stepping (laughs) in and saving the banks. Yeah. Yeah, The FDIC is coming in, and if you look at your fine print, you're not insured for as much as they were insuring at Silicon Valley Bank obviously at these other banks as well that have failed we've had four of them fail so the fdic has been coming in and bailing out these banks already they won't call it a bailout they say oh yeah jp morgan came in and it was you know a deal but we know jp morgan just took all the good stuff and left the taxpayer with all the crap so i mean they're coming in they're gonna be and, and unless you know we have a dramatic change in fed policy here which doesn't seem to be that they're you know going to be doing it anytime soon I think there's going to be more bank failures and more FDIC to come in. But, I mean, they got to do something, trying to get the vote of confidence back, trying to do something here, and that's what this is doing. So you're getting a nice little rally in the regional banks here today. The problem is every time these things rally, it seems like it's short-lived, and then you get another headline. And obviously, you know, there was a fake headline yesterday from WAL, but the PACW headline the day before was not fake. Nice bounce here. Mm. But would you want to go, like, I mean, once bitten twice shy, right? Do you want to go buy PacWest, WAL, or any of these banks right now with your investor dollars, knowing that the FDIC is lurking? And if there's a problem, they just step in and they wipe you out. I mean, your deposits are fine, but that doesn't mean your investments are fine. Like, I mean, as you know, if you own PACW bonds or, or, or shares or preferred stock. So it's tough to just come in here. And, you know, people are blaming short sellers. But what I think is it's, it's investors. Just saying, hey, I don't want to be any part of this because I saw what they did to at uh, Silicon Valley. I saw what they did to FRC. I don't want to get wiped out either. And that's the main reason these stocks are selling off.
0: Hmm. The I mean the, these are if, if you're playing these, you know, um, if you're a buy the dipper and you know, you you know, whatever technical system you have, or not hold them overnight, and then you get this kind of news. I mean, yeah, I think you automatically have to ring the register. You know, because you don't know what the next headline's going to be. And uh, so uh, for these, I would just go through them. I'd look at the, the pre-market high uh, right now uh, for uh, for uh, WALs trading right at the highs of the pre-market session. Just made a new high there. Look to yesterday's range. I don't think you're going to see 26.74. Right, I mean that's way up there. I don't think the news is that good of news. So, you know, keep an eye on your pre-market high, and then let's look at uh, PACW. Uh, let's see if that can get back to yesterday's range. That's uh, looks like it's running a little trouble at four bucks. Uh, yesterday's high was right at four bucks, four fifteen. So you got your you got your bogey there. And who else falls into that category uh, that we want to take a look at?
2: Um, well, well, there's was there was 112, I think. Banks 112. In the KRE, but they, so, yeah. but yeah, the ones that were really ugly yesterday, like MCB, is another one. Metropolitan. There was about five or six that were down 20 percent or greater. So, Zion Bank was down too. It's getting a nice bounce today. Actual, I do have an upgrade. Um, JP Morgan's upgrading it to overweight. That's a call. I mean, like that's like a like a gutsy call. You know, you don't often see these analysts bucking the trend contrarian style, but they come out here and they upgrade it to overweight here today. Obviously, yeah, I don't think anyone's gonna take that up. serious, right? What <laughs> one thing, the one thing is the risk reward. Hey, eh? the risk is zero that you know you just picked the wrong one, FRC, and you know, you get wiped out. The return on these if they don't fail is enormous because a lot of these things are ridiculously, you know, like sold off that if they don't fail there's just as cheap as you're ever going to buy these banks. But the problem is we don't know which ones are going to fail and if there's more. I just don't think it was done with FRC. So that's why I, I don't want to bring my dollars in here and take a chance, but JP Morgan taking a chance on Zebra ION. Wall is wicked. Did you guys see
1: that, that move? I don't know if you like watched it. It, when it. it came from like 11-something up to 18 in about like two seconds and halted.
2: Yeah. Well, that, that thing was when was they, the company came out and said that the headline was absolutely false. So if you weren't, didn't yeah. hear the story yesterday, Financial Times reported a story that WAL was looking for strategic options. Looking, you know, obviously, like that's the same thing. Like we're Wicked. nervous about that they've got problems. WAL came out and said that was completely false. Basically said they were going to sue Financial Times for printing that. And that's when the stock had the big pop up and it's come back since then. And obviously up 20% here this morning. So they're saying they are not in trouble, not looking for strategic options. You know, we, we don't know what's really happening behind the scenes. Impossible to tell. Obviously somebody probably got in some big trouble from the financial times on that article there um, because it obviously turned out not to be true, but you look here, stocks bouncing again though. There's a lot of risk. Is risk reward though. A lot yeah. of reward too. These stocks don't fail. You look back joel i mean you could be back at five years yeah you could i mean be back at 80 bucks if it yeah, doesn't fail
0: yeah you look at uh you look going back to um the financial crisis right i mean it's just when you're caught up in the middle of it right it's like oh man you know i don't want to buy anything this is you know they're all going to so zero hard. and then but then you look back five ten you know if you look forward five ten fifteen years and You know, the things pass. I mean,
2: this is. uh, They don't always pass is the problem. Right. So you had to pick them right. Because in the financial crisis, Citigroup never came back. Bear uh Stearns, you lost it all, basically. Lehman Brothers, you lost it all. It's like you had to pick them right. Goldman Sachs came back. Morgan Stanley came back. JP Morgan came back. AIG never came back. So you had to pick them right. It's the same thing. It's like a pick them. You know, you got to like go and like some of these are going to survive. Some of these are not going to survive, in my opinion. So, you know, you pick them and you hope you pick the right ones. You could do a diversified portfolio, but then you might as well just buy the KRE. So it's right now I'm sitting on the sidelines waiting for more information. The way I traded these and I played these in my investment account back in 2008 was I bought the preferred stock and shorted the common. And you've got to make sure, like, I wanted to see the preferred stock down 80%, the common stock down 80% from the highs. And then that play made sense. Because in the event that they go bankrupt, sometimes the preferreds don't get wiped out. In this case with the FDIC, everybody's getting wiped out. So it doesn't even matter. And I don't know if that's the, the play or not here. But, you know, one thing to consider in the event of a bankruptcy, and none of these companies that went bankrupt, they've been, you know, just taken over by the FDIC. Completely different story. In the event of a bankruptcy, the preferreds are ahead of the common. But you know, in the event of the FDIC stepping in, everybody loses that's invested in the company.
1: All right, let's go ahead. Let's bring us to Coinbase's earnings now. Let's take a look at Coinbase as they reported their earnings. EPS had a loss of 34 cents beat the loss of $1.36 estimate. Sales of 772.53 million beat the 649.44 million estimate. They do see Q2 subscription and service revenue at 300 million in the first quarter. uh, Bitcoin represented 32% of trading volume. Uh, Ether represented 24% of trading volume. And there was a comment in the earnings uh, there is no doubt that Coinbase is in a stronger business position as a result of these efforts. We say this in retrospect of the Wells notice we recently received from the SEC. We see this as an opportunity to continue pushing for a clear rule book. In US for crypto regulations, the company said.
0: Looks sleepy. Street leaning the wrong way into the report. You had three lows in the same area. So you had an area where you know you could have leaned on a little bit of dip and they took it out. That's past history now. I'm just gonna look at the where the pre market high is, and what I like to see when I look at a pre market level, pre market high is 5427. And what do you have here? You have a pair of highs just right at that area of 54.50. So gets to that area. You look another buck higher to 55.72. Uh, if this starts to go into retreat, the top of yesterday's range was 50.47. Uh, I'm not sure you're going to get that low in today's session. But uh, street kind of leading the wrong way. You know, They've been selling hard into the report, getting a little pop-up. We'll see if people want their money back.
1: All right, let's go to the next one, a surprising one also. Let's go to Carvana. Q1 EPS at a loss of $1.51 beat the loss of $2 estimate. Sales of $2.61 billion beat the $2.60 billion estimate. The focus on profitability really can start being seen in the numbers now. Inventory was down 21%. Um, advertising spend was reduced by 64% year over year and given by the CEO, the first quarter was a big step in the right direction. And there's more steps to come given our strong start of the year. We expect to achieve positive adjusted EBITDA in Q2 in 2023.
2: It's just a call option. The stock is a call option, a $10 call option here now, because it's a zero or it's not and you know we we don't know like obviously the speculation the bonds you know looking at those prices are not good on the Carvana it's been a lot of speculation that Carvana is going to go under but you know what hey here we are almost a year later since they've been talking about this and it's still alive so that's good news and the report is good news i i'm i'm not playing it just because it's too speculative Big pop, big pop, big pop, forty-four percent. So if you were playing into
0: that sleepy area between seven twenty and eight bucks, not sure what you risk. You know what you were risking on, and not a bad report. I guess your risk was zero. Uh, you got um. If you're looking for 10.50, it's just sticking out like a sore thumb to me. The reason is it just splits a pair of highs from April 11th and April 12th, right in the middle. 10.86, 10.32, call 10.50. So uh, they're coming back on the downside. If they start to sell this thing, better hold that psychological 10 bucks. The top of yesterday's range is seven. 43 so there's a ways to go do we have um is this igniting any other uh meme stocks dennis or is like the meme crowd just kind of tired out like amc
2: amc at earnings yeah amc did they report yet
1: i i was well, looking out at yet? it i didn't i Cat didn't kid. have it before it yeah, probably might have came out now yeah it came out now
2: slight beat they lost 13 cents supposed to lose 16 cents sales slight beat 954 yeah slight beat not much
1: there yeah i don't think what's happening with the ape thing to. does anybody it's know not worth the... talking to man it's nothing there nothing what, there
2: what's <laughs> happening with the ape thing do we mean, know? Like, is there, I, I just like, remember they were going to merge them together, and like somebody in the chat must follow that story. I don't follow it closely enough. Yeah, I don't follow it at but, all. But you know, I'm just wondering if that ape merger is going through because it sure has how the price. Don't look like it. <laughs> remember they're going to merge the two together, but Ape's a dollar sixty and AMC's six fourteen. I know some people were talking about like the two of them coming together, so I'm not sure. I, I still like Cinemark
1: there. way more than I like AMC, and if you look into don't say the... bad
2: things about AMC. I'll do it show. again. You know Cinema mark over AMC. Oh, goodness. Cinemark you're getting over now. Over AMC. Money I like go- I I went- learned my I went- lesson. I never say anything bad about AMC. I Money to- Mitch Bz
0: I like going to the I went to see Air last week, or a week or so ago. I mean, I like going to the movies. I mean, I I mean, I don't, know if, a- Mario. I don't know if it's a profitable business or whatever. I don't well, I Constance know yeah, is coming you guys. Yeah, yeah, you got All right, 45 let's seconds. Let's go. Let's go. Right,
1: let's go. All right, team, I got you guys right here. Of course, I'm bringing up the Benzinga Pro for this, guys. Let's take a look. I was just on this right here. Let's go to the calendar here. Have it already. Non farm payrolls consensus is 180,000. Prior was 236,000. We're going the wrong way, at least for non farm payrolls, because we're expected to get a jump, right? That's what Powell was talking about. He's looking for jobs number to keep getting weaker. Unemployment rate 3.6 expected. Uh, prior was 3.5 so uh, i think going in the the uh, right direction here if we can get it above 3.6 we'll find out as this comes yeah in. we will
0: Will bad news be bad news or bad news be good news that's the hard good news part right be bad news or good news be good news uh yeah, let's see here Drop. we've had a spike higher Drop. a spike lower hmm Is it common? All right, non-farm payrolls: two hundred and fifty-three
1: thousand versus one hundred and eighty thousand. That's going in the right direction, at least to show weakening labor markets. Um, Unemployment rate now at three point four versus three point six. Prior was three point five. So mixed signals again. Again. Yeah. Decent one on the non-farm, and then we get a kind of conflicting number there on the unemployment rate for April.
2: There's a theme going on and it's mixed signals and everything here. Yeah. So I stayed on with you guys. I was going to get off, but I thought it wasn't going to move. Now I'm going to have to leave you if it keeps tanking like this.
1: Yeah. I mean, definitely taking a downturn here. Let's, there's some other numbers. Uh, average hourly earnings year over year, 4.4 4 versus 4.2. So we're seeing average hourly earnings come down a little bit here. Uh, unemployment also got average hourly earnings at 0.05 month over month for April versus a 0.3% expected. Of course, there's a ton of numbers coming in here. So maybe one's affecting more than the other. Of course, you guys are seeing the market kind of digest that
0: right now. What are you seeing, Joel? Uh, well, we just nicked the uh the pre market high. We made a, a new high by just a tick, and it's an interesting area. It's Wednesday's close. It's also the area of a double bottom from Wednesday and Thursday. So the onus is on the bulls, clearly on the bulls double. to establish a bid above forty one oh five and just go for yesterday's glowback high. Right now, that doesn't seem to be happening, but it's just man, it's just mixed signals. I mean what, yeah. They can't, but I mean, all those numbers: Meta laying off three thousand, you know, five thousand. Amazon, this, that, and everything, and unemployment goes down to three point four. I mean, you're you Fed pivot, man. It, it's not coming soon. I think
3: they're going. The only way the Fed is add. pivoting
2: is if we get a pile yeah. of bank failures coming at us. That's yeah. going to cause your your Fed pivot. If, and it is an if. If we get more bank failures, and I mean like they start failing left and right, then you're going to see that's a effect of it. Debit. That's And they'll be late, though, right? You? They'd be late if that happens, right? Because you're talking oh, yeah, about after the, failures, after the failures already happened. They're always late. That's how they operate. Late. Yeah. They're always late to the party. They were late to raise. Like, I mean, for so long. COVID was over by a long shot. and They were still lowering rates. I mean, that's yeah, what caused all the inflation. After they're after always that. late
0: yep yep it's just um and also like this little sell-off here i mean maybe you can get excited about it but just just think about that you know the fluff that you had in the market here from uh you know from the apple report you know I mean, and yet, it
2: really wasn't there, there yeah, there's yeah. nothing there joel I it think they're gonna sell It doesn't this thing matter off. though. The market's still gonna raw. I S&P... don't care what the
0: report is, Mitch. They took the market up on it. They took I don't, it up. Yeah, I, it up whatever. It. The the market's smarter than me. They like the report. They took the S&Ps up over forty one hundred. You know, slowing I mean, they still make a ton of money. Yeah. They're doing a ninety billion dollar stock oh, yeah. buyback. They raised their dividend. Oh, yeah. I mean, it doesn't sound like it's a weak company to me. I mean, it's just, you know, it's the bottom line. But I think today's an important day uh, because if we give back these games for today, then you know I will happening. put a double fork in my high for the year. I, if <laughs> we give these, you know, like they had me teetering, we were up there at 4,200. Yeah. I mean, we got up there, they sold it off, they defended last week's low. We're still nowhere. We still got no clarity. We still, you know, we don't know. We don't know if inflation's beat. We don't know if the economy's slowing. And all these people that are so convinced that we're going into the recession, while well, tell DraftKings that, you know, uh, you know, tell some of the you know, it's just people are still spending right now, people still have jobs. They so.
2: haven't stopped spending, and that yeah. is that is a good point. Let's go to the you have the Fed tool because CNBC was saying something yesterday here, Mitch, and they yeah. were saying July expectations, July expectations are for a Fed cut and I'm like are you kidding me June July two months from now the, the the tool is expecting a Fed cut I mean the only way that's happened is if we get a lot of bank failures in the next couple of weeks and it might happen like that could happen that's the path the path to Fed cuts is a lot more bank failures that's the Fed path to Fed to the, to the rate cuts happening here
1: all right. I'll kind of oh. show that right here. I can show that.
2: Uh, yeah. Here it is.
1: There it is. And so is you, can you see, see here total probabilities. I can see here as you're starting to get there. Uh, the June meeting, there's a, about a 1.48% chance. The July meeting has 4912 cut. of a cut. Yeah. And okay. then you get to September and it's 88.81. And then if you're in November, they're like, yeah, we've cut.
2: We've cut. What is going to cause them to do that, though? That's what the reason for that is one bank failures all over the place, or two a recession. None of that is good for stocks. Yeah. So, everybody that's just gravitating to like the Fed's going to cut, yeah, baby, we're getting free money. Bring back the punch bowl. There's no a cost to getting that punch bowl back. And I don't think the market's going to like it.
1: We'll see what happens there. I'll tell you what. I know there's someone in the back that would love to kind of come in on this. Let's go. Let's go. Let's take this down and let's get to our interview today. All right, Ryan Dietrich. How we doing? Chief Market Stratus, uh, Strategist, of course, Carson Group. How are we doing today? It's always good to have the stat man in the <laughs> room. Let's get to the action. What's going on, Ryan? Talk to us.
3: Hey, guys, good morning. You hear me okay, loud and clear? Perfect. Oh, loud and clear, Perfect. man. So, yeah, I mean, I got some slides I want to share, but you brought up some good points. I mean, we were looking at Fed Fund Futures. Uh, work with uh, a gentleman named Sonu Varghese Center team, our global macro strategist portfolio guy. Anyway, long story short, Sonu was saying they're, the the Fed funds Futures are looking for 325 basis point cuts before the end of this year. Now, believe me, I mean, you guys were looking at these with single cut, but there, there's really some at least this was as of two days ago there are some real chances of that i maybe shouldn't say chances because we're in the same camp we don't see it i mean i guess the answer we're not so sure there's gonna be that many cuts here um but it, it's really unique now, i'm gonna try to share my screen real fast here if technology works Give me one second guys let's do it oh, let's see here let's see here window i think i'm there here we are boom that should have worked we good Yep, I'm getting you up right now.
2: There you I'm sorry, I
3: share the I look at the decks I've used with you guys before. And I've I've used this one like first every time. So I was like, well, oh, let's do it again. Um, just the idea that we were in a very bullish seasonal time period last quarter, uh, the first quarter of last year, and then the, the fourth quarter um of last year. you can see where we are now, you know, year three, second quarter still decent but again it's it's kind of getting to the point of this this was the sweet spot, a sweet spot as we know we had a 7% rally the quarter fourth quarter last year 7% rally the, th- the first quarter this year now we're kind of you know we'll see we'll see where we go but there's there's definitely some um well, I guess, yeah, there's definitely, you know, seasonality is still kind of there, but it's it's kind of near the end of that real sweet spot that really played out. I know I came on with you for a while saying, listen, October looked like a legit low, um, you know, be optimistic. Not many people said that we upgraded our view on equities at the Carson Group, you know, in late December. And we're still, we are still overweight. Now we are going to add a little, we're potentially going to add a little more bond exposure. We've, like a lot of people, we've been short, dur- you know, have short duration. We're maybe going to add a little bit, not because I think the Fed's going to cut, because we do think they are kind of near uh, the end of at least the yeah. rate hiking, which I've got a stat on. This is what I've shared with you before. It is what it is, a bad year with the, up January. Just kind of be aware, big up January, that the full year historically has done well. Just something to think about. This is another one. When you have a really big first quarter, 7% gain, the full year has never been lower. Now, I am aware that some of these times, stocks actually go down the rest of the year. But you can look at those numbers. Normally, knock on wood, normally, after a pretty big first quarter, there is some follow-through, and in some cases, a good deal. Now, maybe we'll skip that. Here's this is, this is interesting, I think. You know, it's debt ceiling. I mean, believe me, I get to work with over, you know, 350 advisors every single day, and their clients are asking about the debt ceiling a lot. So I looked it up <laughs> 89, which is a Fibonacci number. Last I checked right for people on this show, 89, um, 89, uh, debt ceiling hikes, every single president, Republican, Democrat, you know, split the house, a whole Congress, whatever, debt ceiling increases are perfectly normal so yeah this might cause some volatility but we don't think this is going to be anything different than before it'll be the 90th uh increase and uh, it's just you know like the carter he had nine of them i think all in one year which i thought was interesting it was the most ever for one year um but anyway so you can see president biden's only had two that's the least for any president going back to eisenhower so it is one of I know more traders on this show, but just that idea of some volatility, but I don't think we should get too worked up on it. So a couple more that we can talk. Uh, last hike, right? Is this the last hike or was this the last hike? I mean, we think a good chance it probably was at this point. I think so too. What, what does that mean? Well, it is what it is. I went and looked at the last 10 last hikes, you know, the returns are pretty solid. Then a year later, you're up eight out of ten times. So I loved your guys' conversation before I came on. And we're in this camp. It's when the Fed starts cutting. When the Fed starts cutting is when you probably should run for cover. Yeah, we've got this inverted yield curve. Yeah, there's parts of the economy aren't perfect. But once they start cutting, that's when you have a recession. Look at the last three recessions, guys. When the Fed started cutting, we were in a recession within like three months. Okay. So that's something we're actively watching and 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 we are still more optimistic. But if the Fed were to start cutting or looking to actively do that. Yeah, then you might have to change your tune. But just because the Fed is done hiking, they could leave things here for a while. That's been our base case for a while. That they don't they don't cut this year, but leave things a little higher. Um, that can be where we are selling May. Everyone knows about it. You probably guess talk about. It. I'll just gently touch on this. Yes. It is the worst six months of the year on average, 1.7% uh, May through Halloween, right around my birthday time. Um, but then if you're but if you're up for the year going into it, things do fine. You can see it there, 4% on average, up three out of four times. It's times like last year in a midterm year when you're down heading into it, when there are some different things taking place, you can slip on the banana peel. Well, clearly that's what happened last year. Now, this year, again, there's lots of other factors out there, but just blindly to say sell in May. No, when you're doing okay into it, you can be all right may's higher nine in the last 10 years and i know you know that's like betting on red and black at a casino i get it but just be aware that you know may has been strong for some reason lately i talked about this last time maybe then i'll stop talking here A uh, gold you know we did it, love it gold and some of the technical i'm sorry some of the tactical models we have we're not huge gold bugs we're not into worlders but i'll tell you when we see like what's going on with real rates and i see a chart like that um that's something that you know we've got a small exposure in, in some of the models we run for our advisors at carson group um with a little bit of gold exposure and if you look at gold relative to like tlt or bonds i don't have that chart but you guys know what it is it's breaking out the highs right and no, no no i mean believe me we think you should have fixed income in a portfolio but we think maybe a little bit of bucket of gold makes uh some sense in portfolios i think this yeah. is my last point Back-to-back 5% quarters. I know other people probably talk about this. Maybe they cited me when they did it. But historically, you can just glance at that. Normally, stocks don't get killed after five, two back-to-back quarters of 5% or more. But if you look at the numbers, it's up 14% on average a year later. This would still be as of, I guess, the end of uh, end of April or so. Um no, end of March. My bad. End of March is when its clock would start up about 87 percent of the time. So just some some factors to think about. I think that, um, yes, things aren't perfect, but we're still optimistic that stocks can, uh, can kind of continue to go higher. And I know i saying stocks There's some going up and some going down. I'm very aware, but you know, overall we think there's still some opportunity to um for investors. So there you go. I said a lot. Holy not a lot. So hopefully that's so that-
2: much information from the stat man. We love having the stat man on the show. And you know, and I look here and I just want to gravitate to what you just said at the end. I mean, some stocks going up, some stocks going down, and mm-hmm. that is what we have is like the tail of two markets. S P very resilient, Q's in a full on bull market here. And then the IWM, whether it's the banks or it's just that small caps just aren't loved, is like in a full on Bear market here. i When's the last time that we've seen this kind of divergence from like the Qs to the IWM? Because if you look at the last month, Qs or last month and a half, two months even, Qs straight up, IWM straight down. Do you have any like information on like when you know we've seen a divergence like that? Because I just don't remember, like, and I traded for 22 years, but I don't remember a period where it's so. Much, you know, like in individual days, maybe, but overall, this trend of straight up in January from the queues and the IWM sitting
3: below the January lows, I can't remember the last time that happened. That's a great question. I I can't either, unfortunately. But I mean, it is it is unique. And you know, one of the other things I didn't put it in here, but you know, you look at um, advanced decline lines, right? The Dow advanced decline line made like a new all time high last week. The S and P advanced decline lines flirting with going going higher, but clearly you know small cap AD lines and things are are, are breaking down. And it is a very um, very unique situation. I will say this though, you know, from a fun, I'll use the F word if I can use the F word on here. <laughs> from a fundamental point of view, um, you know, we do think right here and now small caps make sense i mean small caps are i do not on the chart but we all have seen it small caps are at the bottom of that range there if you don't think you're heading into a recession that's been our base case for a while we still see a strong consumer we see positive I and mean, just today's jobs number Once again, I know, I guess they revised the previous month lower, but still we don't, we just don't see a recession. And I I'm aware of the financial crisis or not a strong way to put it, the banking crisis, but you look at spreads and things like that. They're higher, but they're not saying the end of the world is on the way, but you got gold going higher and you got some of these risk on things, but still we think right here and now, for someone who's looking for the rest of this year at going out a year, we think small caps do make a lot of sense um, mm. in a more you know tactical portfolio that says the world's not going to end, and and if this banking issues can be resolved, and believe me, I have no idea there, but um, it's it's unique what's happening clearly, but still we think there's some opportunity there.
2: Well, the value is there in the small caps for sure. I mean, yeah. compared to you know, some of these other stocks like Microsoft trading 31 times, NVIDIA 60 times, Apple mm-hmm. 26 times. Sure. I think the last time I was looking, the IWM was like 15 or 16 times. It might even be less than that now. So, I mean, you are paying less, but then you get the concerns of you know the, the, what's yep. happening with regional banks, and that might impact lending. And we have a lot of smaller companies that might depend on the regional. So I can right. see the narrative to sell that off. But I've been kind of nibbling on the IWM a little bit in the long-term account because – I feel like there's some value here too. What else do you like here, Ryan? Like you like gold, obviously there's certain uh sectors. What else what other sectors do you like
3: here? Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you healthcare is one we've been warming on a lot. I know I'll, um, you know, biotech is reasonably strong. I kind of like healthcare because it's got some defensive nature to it and some offensive nature to it. So that's one that, that we see some opportunity. We we actually just downgraded value in, in, in um in some of our tactical portfolios and, and in our house views at Carson Group. And again, we're honestly right now, Dennis we're kind of getting a little more even across the board. I mean, it's not like there's anything jumping out at us necessarily. I mean, we are still overweight industrials. We do think energy right here and now, I mean, energy's been hit hard, as we know, um, the kind of that theme of if you don't see the end of the world, there can be some opportunity. Energy stocks were up, what, 50% two years in a row, XLEs at the top of that range. So so right here and now, those are industrials and energy or two that we definitely think has some opportunity and um, more even weight communications and technology in general. But then again, on, on the other end, on the fixed income income side of things we're actually looking at potentially uh, adding a tad of duration like a lot of people last year and you know, we we were you know very very uh, low duration uh, which worked obviously worse year for bonds since i think george yeah. washington was was the president according to our friends at ned davis um but we're at potentially going to add a little bit there we also like a uh, high yield and junk if you don't think the end of the world's coming then those are some areas that maybe can um, provide some opportunity as well for a diversified portfolio
0: yeah, I, I can confirm this is the worst year for bonds since George Washington. There you go. I, yeah, yeah I, I really took a hit that year in my bond portfolio. <laughs> uh, so you're talking small caps. You're talking the IWN. You're shifting out of value a little bit. And then I, I look at... So I'm looking at the growth stocks and I'm looking at, you know, ARKK uh, really just kind of hanging out really near the uh, recent lows of the move. If there's going to be a changing interest rate environment, I mean, theoretically, that's been uh, good for, you know, for some of the growth stocks. Is it uh, it time to get on the Kathy Woods bandwagon?
3: (laughs) Well, we actually just added uh, Kathy to... um... To some of the stuff that we do with our investors, so we're we're, we're fans of Kathy. Um, you know, yeah, I mean, it, it depends, right? I think if you if you think there is that opportunity there, clearly it's been hit hard, and those are some of the most loved things that we've seen in a long time of what happens. But the sentiment's low. I mean, yeah, I did have another chart about sentiment. I mean, sentiment is obviously very low, r- rightfully so when you turn on when you turn on TV. But there are some opportunities there, and and what is unique? You know, you think about Kathy, you think about Bitcoin, and some of those things. As this this week, right? What's what is Bitcoin? What are some of these these coins done? Well, they've held in there pretty well relative to stocks which is obviously sold off so maybe you know there's something there and I get it people say well Maybe that's because the banking world is, is got some major trouble. and This is why Bitcoin was created. I have no opinion there. I just know that the, the relative strength is there. But I can't tell you this much, guys. This is interesting. I should have pointed out. So S&P has been down every day this week, right? If we're lower today, that'd be down every day, all five days, Monday through Friday. You got to go back since when? Since the last week of February 2020. We saw all five days of the week lower. Let's remember what happened back then. Wow. Um, but, you know, And I know we've had five-day losing streaks. So I'm just you know randomly at different days. But still, to be lower... Or all five days of a week is fairly rare. I um, haven't had it in May since, um, or this is the longest losing streak to start May since um, 2012, down four days in a row. So, you know, we'll bounce eventually, maybe even today. But but again, back to Kathy, yeah, there's, there's some opportunity there, I think, because a lot of people don't want to touch it. Um, and it, for a longer portfolio, there could be some opportunity there. And honestly, if risk comes back on, that's probably the stuff that you definitely see lead, but at least stop going down, right? You want to see that uh, from those areas, and that'd be a nice sign.
0: Okay, uh ps just sprinted to a new high there, haven't hit the Globex yep. high from uh, uh, from Thursday yet. We went to 4113. Uh just uh my last question for me. What would I mean, obviously you have you have your your bullish scenario here and the factors leading up to it with the Fed, especially if you get those Fed rate mm-hmm. cuts. What you know, what would you say that, you know, if someone just said, "You know, I I just am not sure about the Fed. I'm not sure about this banking crisis. I think we're just more we're just stuck in a trading range Mm -hmm. uh 4200 is more of the top of the trading range i'm just gonna you know be trimming up here and then just you know inflation numbers don't come in we get that dip back down to 3800 3900 i'll redeploy right now it doesn't feel that way i mean you know you know yesterday they took out the weekly low they were ready okay we're we're going to put the hurt in this market and now we're right back around 4100 what you know what what would you say is someone just, just firmly convinced we're just in a trading range and if you're buying up here you're buying too high
3: mm-hmm. i mean yeah, you know, i live in a little longer term investment world i guess so we're in a trading range that's great <laughs> just use it as you an know, use it a, use an opportunity we've got more time there i mean i mean you guys talked about apple before i came on earlier i mean look what apple just had to say i don't apple doesn't sure seem like we're in a recession right go to any chipotle or anything i mean people are still out there spending money so so listen yeah we we're in we we're in this trading range and 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 there's um you know it's frustrating i guess for shorter term traders but honestly okay. after the volatility we had hey I, I we can we can live with it we do think eventually we're going to break above 4200 we came into this year saying the s&p would gain between 12 and to 15 percent so that gets us you Know, a decent amount high, well, about halfway there, I guess, if you look for the year approximately. So we, we still think there's some opportunity um, for an eventual upside breakout um, in, in stocks here.
0: Okay. We've been on the line with Ryan Dietrich of uh, the Carson Group. And uh Ryan, we know you had a rough couple uh rough couple weeks with the loss of your mother, but um, you know, we've I've gone oh, through that, to that too. And uh, you know, uh, she'd be real proud of you, man. You mm-hmm. you you man, you just you bring it every day, you bring it to our show and uh, uh condolences here from everybody at pre market prep and uh just keep up the great work. And are we the only people that call you stat a uh, couple cry?
3: people on social media do, I guess. But okay. in terms of like an interview, I, I, I guess so. Yeah, that's true. But I, I, I like it. No, that's uh, that's kind of what I do. I try to you know, show we've been here in the past. We're going to get through it. Now, believe me, it's mm-hmm. not always easy, and it, it, the emotions run high. But that's what I try to do, day in and day out. And also, if everybody's got a mom or dad out there, give them a call today. You know, you just never know. You know, when you can't do that anymore. So it's uh, but thank mm-hmm. you for the condolences. It's been an interesting couple of months, to put it mildly. But uh, mom's in a better place, so thank you.
0: Okay, all right, thank you, Ryan Dietrich, joining yep. us here on uh, pre-market. prep. still a bit here in this market, Dennis. I mean. Yeah. I, I I did look at the F I haven't looked at the Fed tool lately, and boy, oh boy, July rate cuts I mean
2: this I, is, I like what Ryan says mad. about the bonds, and I think you know i th- and again, you got to be careful with which bonds you're buying when you got you know regional banks failing, but I do think that the rate you know raises or uh, I think the rising rates are gone. I think that I do believe we're going to go into a, a rate cutting environment. I believe it's gonna be a recession that takes us there, so I think actually. If you're getting, you know, long and I'm like looking to try to extend out that duration here right now, too. I think it's not a bad call. I've been a better call maybe you know, a month ago, but I think it's still I think you still have time here because these high rates aren't going to be here forever. So take advantage of them. Oh, for sure. For sure. I agree. I agree on that one.
1: All right. So uh, it's been a hell of a show. We got a lot more to go through and a lot more earnings stocks to talk about. Let's go ahead I'm gonna and I'm going to okay. pull Joe's charts down I'm going to share my screen and we'll get to a little bit of some trade zero time and we'll keep rolling through some of these topics. Of course, the earnings, anything you guys want to talk about, throw it up in the chat. You guys also run the show. Let's get to it. Trade zero time. All right, let's go to uh, let's go to Lyft. Um, I want to take a quick little Lyft uh, look. Of course, it's probably not on the net change up, but probably on the net change down uh, showing up. But let's talk a little bit about Lyft. We talked about Uber earlier. It was earlier this week, right? Uber it was. Yeah,
0: yeah. It, yeah, it was, was early
1: this week, right? I just wanted to make sure. Lyft Q1 adjusted uh, came in at $0.07, beat the loss of $0.06 estimate. Sales of $1.0 billion beat the $981.42 million estimate. They do see Q2 revenues at $1 billion to $1.02 billion versus a $1.08 billion estimate. Uh, CEO David Rasher says that focusing on particular uh, competitive pricing that increases our ride volumes Uh Lyft CFO said uh, deterioration in the margin is driven entirely by lower revenue per ride due to pricing competitively. So, I mean, just to kind of put it out there, if you guys are looking for cheaper rides, maybe Lyft will have that cheaper ride as they're trying to battle back and get the volume.
0: <laughs> I don't know what to say. I mean, the stock, it's just, just a pig. I mean, yeah. Uh, I'll just give you your, your my comments are pre market low at uh 882, or excuse me, yeah, 882. And uh, where you at? What's the old time low? Old time low, 819. So if you're stepping out here, you know that's where it's at. I mean, I I have Uber on my phone. I don't have Lyft on my phone. Uh, on the but same I plan. use it. Yeah. I mean, I just I don't. I don't use I it. use both.
1: I use both. Oh, really? I'll tell you, the majority of people have both. The majority of people have both, oh, really? and you'll look at – I mean, let's just be honest. You'll look at what's cheaper, right? I mean, if you could get a cheaper ride, it's the same thing. Let's just be honest. Lyft but, or Uber. Uber's the got thing.
2: the name. Uber has been you know, first to market here. Lyft has always been trying to catch up, and I think at the end of the day here, Uber's is just a hell of a lot better company. So I'd rather own Uber. Wish we would have bought it five days ago it was 30. It's now 37 here now, so gone too far. I'm not interested in owning Lyft, and maybe it comes back, and maybe it's going to be a bounce back. And But again, I think I want to own best of breed here, so I'd rather buy Uber on a dip as opposed to buying Lyft on a dip.
1: All right, let's go ahead. Let's move out of Lyft. Uh, we did take a look at AMC, so let's go to Cigna Group uh, CI, you guys can see it on here, right here. It's up for a pretty good amount. Let's talk a little, little bit about their earnings. They came in at an adjusted EPS of $5 and 41 cents beat the $5 and 24 cent estimate sales of 46.52 billion beat the 45.53 billion estimate. What do you guys think about Cigna as they move forward?
2: Defensive stock. Um, although not very defensive lately, holy, I don't yeah. like to start. Why the separation Phew. here? You think of Signon, like, holy, what has happened here?
1: I mean, just look at you, know, like, kind of UNH. And, yeah, but they now
2: look like this. UNH yeah, they, they've has been up. Come, I mean, they've it's all come down to This CI, this has been, you know, a fall from grace like we haven't seen in a long time. Wow. I did not know it was this low. I hadn't looked at Signal for a while. Again, it's normally a defensive stock, and actually you can move opposite to the market sometimes. You got an ugly downtrend here now, though, and now you got the counter rally. Hard to get excited about this. I think you got major resistance up 255 to 260
0: not buying it yeah good area i'd even go 254 uh, 45 that's your three-day high and then two fifty six seventy seven is your four-day highs right there that's your first potential area resistance up on a uh, hundred and eighty seven thousand shares has uh you know it's decent volume for this higher price stock but um if i'm going to if i'm going to healthcare, or if i'm doing something in this arena i don't know how if they're super closely related i would look at uh, what um, david trainer talked about yesterday uh um that you know hca Healthcare, right you know much better chart much better numbers going forward yeah. so that's what i would do by strength I was, yeah buy strength instead of trying to buy weakness we know that doesn't pay all the time
1: all right i got one more earnings report to kind of go through i got warner brothers discovery q1 eps at uh down from 69 cent uh, year over year now at a loss of 44 cents sales of 10.7 billion missed 10.78 billion estimate they did expect the streaming uh, business to be profitable this year earlier than expected um what was the ticker again for warner brothers
2: wbd Thank Mm -hmm.
1: you. Appreciate that. I'm having a little bit of a brain fart this morning. Sorry. But definitely, of course, Warner Brothers Discovery is adding Discovery Plus content to HBO Max and relaunching the service as Max later this month. I just want to
0: take it back to
2: Paramount. I,
0: That's what
2: I would have been long into this report just like on- look yeah. at Paramount and WBD obviously you know not getting hit like Paramount was but that was like a shellacking of all shellackings here's Paramount that was sitting up not too far from its yearly highs um you know obviously way off of its all-time high but you know it had bounced back and just like that one report gives the entire year of gains back on one day boom down i was like you know and i had the pair on here and i do have a little bit of a pair here on again here on paramount um just for day trades which i'll work out after the open but wow 16 good support on para but that has just been the beats and it's just this industry i mean maybe you know paramount wbd i don't know they're trying to get into streaming they're trying to like you know move ahead there because they know that's where everybody is going but it's just the pain of getting there wbd similar situation here Hard to catch the falling knife.
0: Yeah, it's scary. I mean, uh, it's it giving back uh, half of the move, right? So already. So I'm, if you want to look. Buy it on stability, then you want to see it get it back above, you know, halfway of the move, 12 and a half. But if you're just taking stabs at all these daily lows here, mm. you know, oh, well, 1123 was a low. Oh, well, the next low was 1073. Oh, the next low was 1012. So not a lot to lean on, at least, uh, I mean, for this one, if you felt like you missed the dip, buy the dip opportunity, maybe this would be, you know, wait a day or two, see if you can put a couple lows, maybe finds a home at 11, 11 and a quarter. Quarter, uh, theoretically, and then it turns up. But yeah, it would have been hard to go into and after, after watching Para yesterday, it would have been hard to take this one long into the reality.
3: yeah. Let's it's, be it's honest. Scary. What
1: gave Para the lift? It was the World Cup. Other than that, no one wants this. No one wants, no one goes to Paramount Plus. It was just kind of more about what do they the charge? World for that?
2: Gave the lift. Do we know what they charge for that? I've never even considered six, buying Paramount Plus. That's never that gives more than what's an on it.
1: That's that. I mean, you're gonna have kind of your uh, uh, your classic kind of NBC stuff. Uh, you got some soccer stuff that shows up there. It's a little bit more. Exclusive. Is it NBC? Is it NBC? um paramount
2: is no, comcast it's, is
1: a, it's comcast same. right it's with comcast, uh, yeah. I don't they do, know what they do have soccer is. they they have some good shows that some people watch i have seen some people yellowstone this is it this is the yellowstone. The, the, the top. i've heard of
2: that one yeah that's the
1: oh, top show right
3: cbs yeah.
1: that's the top yeah show. But CBS. No, one, no one needs this that's my uh, thing i, I don't need watch it yellowstone on hulu i can watch all the stuff that you can get on that on hulu and i can get other stuff so I mean, I personally would use probably Hulu to watch all that stuff, but hey, to each his own. Um, if you guys are using Para, let us know in the chat because we definitely need to up. see who is using it.
0: Lisa you, and I were, we're on, using it, Joel. Uh, uh, no, no, no. We were uh, we were on vacation. It was like our first vacation after like the pandemic. I can't remember what a, what, uh, what the date was, and it was during the Masters. And I wanted to watch the Masters. And I'm like, in, in the place, the Airbnb we were staying in, like they just didn't have regular cable TV. I just, I was like going nuts. And I'm like, <laughs> I want to watch the Masters. And Lisa's like, well, you got to do this. And she spent all this time, you know, signing up for it. And then as soon as, uh, you know, we left there and the Masters is over, we canceled it. So, uh, you know,
1: that's exactly it. what I just mentioned. Using it for a little bit of time for a sporting event and then canceling it. That's Bottom what I line, see happen. Often.
2: None of these companies are as good as Netflix. Yeah. None of them. Let's be honest, not even dude, Netflix, to Netflix.
1: Netflix took a while to get to what the level that they are, right? It wasn't like they first got into streaming and then just completely killed it. Um, and I think that these companies the, are going to take a while. Netflix to get to that was level.
2: the steal back at like 175, 180. When it got down to a P is 16, 17, Netflix was the steal. Now the P is, I think, over 30 and it's come back up. It might even be higher than that. But like to, uh, 290 i wish i was ta- i talked about under 300 re- rebuying this and i still think netflix is still going to be a buy in here at some point in time 320, you know like, 320, it's gonna like, help okay. them it's gonna help them with the whole not sharing accounts too i think you know people are saying that's gonna hurt them but i tell you there's a lot of people in canada that just had to sign up because you can't share accounts in canada anymore and it's like well it's 15 bucks a month i'll just sign up instead of like right, I- you know from a friend
0: all right, I got to hop here in a second. S&P's are holding on to some nice gains, 4113 is your pre-market high. I would like to see us get through the Globex high from yesterday at 4118 and then things open up on the upside. On the downside here, I'm not looking like for a huge up day. I like if the bulls can just get a close back here over 4100. You got a couple, you know, weekly lows in the same area to lean on and that just uh, justifies another trading range. Uh, anybody wants to join me with their derby pick, uh, email me Joel at uh, premarketprep.com, and I can uh, I can set you up to join that. If you want to join the closing print today, uh, I'm going to put the link in there and also be tweeting it uh, later on. Triple D, I will check on check up with you later on in the day. Uh, good show, Mitch. Feel better, get rested up, get ready for the weekend, and uh, let's see, got exciting derby coming up. Hopefully, we will cash a few tickets.
1: Have fun, Joel. Have fun. Definitely stick up with, of course, with Joel to kind of check out on that on the closing print, of course, that's on Premarket Prep's channel. If you're looking for that a little bit later, it's not going to be on Benzinga. It'd be on their channel. Check it out, team. All well, right, let's go right back. The last one I wanted to bring up to you, Dennis, is AMD. What do you think about AMD today? Do you think that that kind of outlook can really kind of push them forward with the Microsoft chip, AI chip?
2: Well, so some, so this was a report from yesterday. Bloomberg was reporting that AMD is helping um, Microsoft develop its own AI chips. So, um, But now you've got conflicting reports, and this is why AMD is down here this morning. We haven't got to this. There's a Microsoft mm. spokesperson that's denying that AMD is involved with their AI chips, which is called Athena. So I don't know who's right and who's wrong here. And that's why AMD has given the majority of these gains back because it popped up. You know, they get the headline, boom, Bloomberg breaks it. AMD working with and Microsoft algos go bye, 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 bye. And they just ripped it higher yesterday. Yeah. That report, it sounds like it's being denied now. So I don't know who's right, who's wrong here, but somebody's saying that, you know, Microsoft spokesperson is denying that report from yesterday. So I don't know. Mm. I can't tell you if the news is accurate or not. I can't comment on any of that. All I can say is that the pricing action here, it's given back almost the entire gain that it got yesterday from this. I do like AMD on the pullback. The PE's a lot more attractive than NVIDIA. I liked it. I kind of wanted to buy it in that 81, 82 area. I thought about it and I didn't. I still think AMD going forward um, from here, if you're buying at 81, you got a five-year time horizon, I think you'll be happy on AMD
1: all right guys that's gonna do it for us today i hope you guys enjoyed the show and definitely i just threw up the link in the chat if you guys want to get an extensive inventory of short locates definitely check out of course trade zero any last comments dennis before you get out of here this you're
2: gonna get more chop don't panic into anything you never have to chase in this market it's the market that seems to come back to you so you know how we play chop is you know fading moves the buying of the dips and the selling of the rips I mean, mm-hmm. AMD rip yesterday and boom, it's right back down here. So you panic. You're like, oh, it's Microsoft I've got to buy 90. You're at 84. You're like, what did I do? So just don't panic. Let the stocks come to your levels. Have your levels. Know where you want to own the stocks. Good companies at reasonable valuations at your levels. And that's how you make money in the long run.
1: All right. That's going to do it for us. Like always, keep up with Dennis Dick, triple D trader on Twitter. Give him a good follow team. We're going to wrap up and bring you guys over, of course, to live trading. That's coming up next Don't go anywhere, team. We got a lot for you here on Benzinga. We're going to bring you guys over to live trading. And I do got a great interview for you guys today. I'm going to be interviewing Trivago's CFO, and that's going to be coming up at 11 a.m. Eastern right here on Benzinga. So if you guys want to find out about the travel industry, Or maybe you have the other competitors, right? Or a part of the group, Expedia group. Of course, Trivago is a part of them. Uh, Last time I checked, Expedia owned about 60-something percent of Trivago. I'm going to check in on that. But like always, if you guys want to find out a little bit more, come over to Live Trading. That's starting up next and see what I can get into. I did take a shot on Somewhat of an NVIDIA short with a leverage vehicle. Let's talk about that today. And of course, I'm slightly in the red. We'll find out how it trades. Like always, mass and like team. If you want to find out a little bit more about our trading action, just stay right here and come to our trading stream. That's starting up right now.